Welcome to the Sports. 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And joining us as always is the Sports Outsider, Phil Ranta. What a beautiful summer we're having. Well, uh, yeah, the weather's nice now. See, yeah. I, I disagree. I live in the valley and I think the weather's hot. Ooh, you should go to the beach. Be a West Side boy. Possibly yeah. hot. Get that nice ocean breeze. Yeah, summer breeze makes me feel fine. All right, well, I feel like if I go to the beach, I'm also going to feel hot because I'm going to have a fever because I'm going to catch coronavirus because uh, the L.A. County is is completely unsafe right now. Oh, but you wear a mask when you walk out to your socially distanced little area and then you're six feet away from everybody. There are miles of coastline in this state, Joel. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to alarm you. Of anyone. <laughs> but That's true. I have, I have been... Usually every weekend I drive up and down past the coast, but I never like stop out and go to the beach because I even, you know how on your car, there's the thing where it's like you can recycle the air from inside or you can take the air from outside the car. Oh yeah. I set it to recycle. Yeah, you got to get that air conditioning gets uh, colder faster when you do that. I don't want to be like driving by someone who happens to exhale coronavirus and it gets whipped into the intake valve of my car. I also think you should probably change your air filter, Joel. Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb and say you, you're probably overdue for an air filter change. Yeah. Well, I mean, I need to go get a new tire, so I think next weekend, instead of a drive, I'm going to be getting my car fixed. Hey, so it's a Joel, fun. Joel, Joel podcast. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, guys. We've now uh, it's completed a sports comedy all podcast. the there. Uh, Joel and I are sports insiders. Phil's our sports outsider. Way all outside. Comedians. Socially distancing in Southern California. Yeah, we're all in different rooms, even though we sound like we're on all professional microphones because we record natively but separately. What? That's right. And today on the podcast, so this is a big get, I think, uh, considering we haven't had any sports for a while. Uh, New Orleans Saints quarterback Drew Brees. Ooh. Whoa. And he's That's on fun. to talk about, I guess, I guess there was headlines recently of him saying he needs to stop licking his fingers. Ah. Wow. Because of Corona. Because of thing quarterbacks are doing. And, and with the NFL uh, attempting a comeback and the age of COVID-19, uh, he needs to be a little more careful there. Yeah, you don't want to share mouth germs anymore. No <laughs> random kissing. I plan to let him know that I'm still upset about his victory over Michigan State in 1999. All right, 1999. also on the podcast. <laughs> Wait, hold on. It was he was Drew Brees at University of Michigan guy? No, he's Purdue. He's no, Purdue. Purdue, okay. but Michigan State had a really good season in 99 and if they had won against Purdue it would have been even better, but but they didn't cuz Drew Brees was real good. Yeah. Yikes. And and you know what? And Saban might have stuck around then. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but we have Drew Brees on the podcast. We got another, uh, we got a wide world of weird sports, Phil. You're goddamn right we do. And a sports throughout history. But first, sports for a limited time. Update, watch, update. Sports for a limited time. Update, watch, update. Brought to you by... Food. You only have it for a limited time. MLB's COVID-19 plan didn't have a COVID-19 outbreak plan. Oops. Oh, no. Subheadline, Mike Tyson incredulous, 
Nobody even got punched in the mouth. Yeah. So Yikes. back in uh, June, Major League Baseball released a 101-page manual of COVID-19 protocols and new vocab word searches. Coronavirus <laughs> will probably be on a diagonal. It's very long. Mm, yeah. But nowhere so, in that lengthy document was there any information as to how the league would handle an outbreak. And oh, you yeah. didn't even you didn't even need to read the whole thing to know that. You could have just checked the table of contents. Yeah. That feels like a pretty massive omission, kind of like uh, entering a war without an exit strategy, you know? Well, they, they didn't outline a threshold for shutting down a team and for how long or shutting down the season. And I'm starting to think this was intentional. <laughs> Back in January at an MLB executives team building retreat, Rob Manfred reportedly got really into improv after they did an intro class together. Oh, no. Uh -oh. Don't <laughs> do it. <laughs> I know. One league source says Manfred started a Zoom call with owners by saying, okay, first, I'd like a suggestion. Can be anything. Noun, verb, a way to get out of this mess we created. Oh, oh okay. I, I heard pet store. Damn it. Okay. I just need to figure out if this pet store should really be playing baseball games. <sighs> the answer that's no. It really shouldn't. Uh, so let's do a little contagion. So to track this, so supposedly at least one and maybe several Miami Marlins players went out in Atlanta after their final exhibition game. Oh, dear. Then, before a game against the Philadelphia Phillies last Sunday, four Marlins had tested positive. Now, they were removed, but the game was still played. Why? You know, just in case people were thinking to themselves, boy, the NBA bubble thing, I mean... Fair is fair. They're all adults. It seems like you could still sort of uh, allow them to, to travel out there. And, and no, they're professional athletes, guys. They're going to they're gonna make their way out to the strip club, whether it's at all safe or not. That's right. right. So, so after the game, the Marlins and the Phillies uh, were quarantined and have both not played since uh, last Sunday. And more importantly for the Marlins, this will go on their permanent record. Oh, no! no. That's oh, they're right. never going to get into Yale. There's, uh, there's so little on their permanent record other than, well, two World Series wins. But uh, Current totals appear to be 18 Marlins and three coaches <laughs> or staffers. Yikes. So, and, and Major League Baseball rosters this season have 30 people. So this yeah. is way more. And so for the week, they were quarantined in Philadelphia. But now they have to get them back to Florida, I guess. So this is true. They packed them all on a COVID-19 sleeper bus to their spring break dreams. Oh, well, no, that's the worst bus. Yeah. In fairness, the, the one place where you're least likely to contribute to the spread of COVID-19 is Miami. Yeah, they already all have it. Probably already the like epicenter of the outbreak at this point. So that was just the people who have COVID-19. The other, like, 14 players and coaches are now suddenly playing in a really, really deep dynasty fantasy baseball league, <laughs> trying to figure out how the hell they're going to have a playable roster. So yeah. that's fun. They're on the waiver wire. They're, they're, they're looking at free agents. Not well, a now, joke. Now I want to know about uh, the 12 guys who didn't get it. Like, uh, I, I want to go back and watch, like, game footage to be like, where are they standing? <laughs> like what? How how did they stand in the dugout with all of all of these people who had it and not get it? They I'm must uh, just take good immunity boosters. 
That's, yeah, I think I think in general some players have been better about from watching yeah. the games. You can tell some players are better about wearing masks and social distancing and not doing high fives than others. Also, um, Phil, I don't think there's really any th- such thing as an immunity booster. No, like vitamin C and uh, you know. Yeah, that's a that's a common myth. I mean, like vitamin C is kind of good for your immunity, but you can't like goose your system by taking extra vitamin C. Right, and we'll get back to your tire change later, Joel. But right now, (laughs) unrelated to the Marlins and Phillies, yesterday the Cardinals had one player and three staffers test positive, so they took a little time off too. And one week into the season, that's Friday, July 31st, six teams didn't play out of COVID caution. Mm -hmm. Now, Now, if all these teams are missing games, how can you even finish an already shortened season of 60 games? A COVID, ni- a COVID-19 vaccine. But instead, they just approved all doubleheaders to be seven innings. <laughs> that's not a bad idea. Just play really short games. No, yeah. that's, a, that's a terrible idea, Phil. No, more more games. Just make them super short. Yeah, a also- bunch of, How about they could, they could pack in, like, uh, if they do a doubleheader, that's six three-inning games. Uh, they're also requiring teams to add a COVID compliance officer... So there will now be a more structured way of figuring out who to bribe if you want to leave the hotel. There we go. Before there wasn't one of those, and so you, yeah. it was hard for the players to feel around. But now there'll be a, a basically a, a more straightforward way of doing it. And uh, right? the it's Tigers. Like, it's like you're handing envelopes to everybody. You're like, is that security guard really going to rat me out if I don't give him this $200? It's like, uh, that guy's got a joint behind his ear. I, I'm not going to give him money. He's not going to tell on me. Yeah. He hates the man, too. I know. So, so yeah, it, it is good to at least have it organized who you're kicking up to. Uh, the Tigers just have to win a no-doubt difficult and soul-crushingly random war of attrition, and that's a postseason team right there. Yeah, I hadn't thought of it that way before. <laughs> just stay healthy, baby. Um, with all of this and worries that players are not taking this seriously, last Friday, Commissioner Manfred told the union that he's very close to shutting the season down if they can't organically create a satisfying scene that takes place in a pet store. <laughs> and you know what? I've never seen a good improv scene in a pet store. Yeah. Can't I, be done. I sports. have also never seen it pulled off. Enjoy them while they last. Sports for a limited time. Update, watch, update. Sports for a limited time. Update, watch, update. Brought to you by... Water. You're not going to have it for long. And now it's time for another... Spots throughout history! Bum, 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 bum. Brought to you by... The History Channel. Uh, We've already done all the future and the history, so now let's just focus on the present. That's just the news. Uh, So this week, we're doing the first indoor ice hockey game. Whoa, indoor ice hockey? Who'd have thunk? Yeah, right? Oh, I like this. This is fun. Uh, Now, it is also recognized as the first organized ice hockey game. Hmm. Uh, And it occurred on March 3rd, 1875 at the Victoria Skating Rink in Montreal, Quebec. Wow, that is, I mean, that is much earlier than I thought it would be. They had skating rinks in the 1800s? That was exactly what I was thinking. Uh, I'm glad you said that, Phil. I was going to skip this section and mostly focus on the game, but here's what you need to know about the Victoria Skating Rink. Okay. 
Uh, it was a long, uh, 252 by 113 foot, uh, two-story brick edifice with a 52-foot high-pitched roof, uh, within, uh, by curving wooden trusses. Yeah. I don't believe any of those dimensions because they're not in meters. That's 77 right. by 34 meters, and that's 16 ah, meters Ah, that makes more sense, because Canadian. We're an American podcast, Jordan, <laughs> and I translate for our audience. Smart. A meter is three feet three inches, and I do the math. Thank you very much. Uh, anyway, moving on. In 1873, James Creighton, uh, a member of the Victoria Skating Club and a figure skating judge, started organizing sessions of shinny at the rink, played informally between members of the club and friends. The rules followed uh, were developed within the uh, informal rules of the outdoor game, played in Nova Scotia, where Creighton was born and raised, and adapted to the indoor setting and the rig size. Okay, so it started outdoors in Nova Scotia. Hockey. Ice hockey, as we know it. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, he would have learned it in Nova Scotia, but that's one of the fun things about ice hockey, is that it does not have any sort of, like, specific provenance. It just sort of, like, emerges out of the Great White North. Ah, uh, okay. It's kind of like Hinduism in that way. I would say exactly like Hinduism in that way. Yeah. I was also thinking about its relationship to Hinduism. <laughs> you know, guys, some people would say, aren't we lucky to have a friend who draws connections like this? <laughs> yeah, pretty lucky. Some, yeah, some some people. Yeah. Uh, so on March 3rd, 1875, the rink uh, hosted what has been recognized as the first organized ice hockey game uh, between members of the Victoria Skating Club, uh, organized by Creighton. Uh, the match lays claim to this distinction because of factors which established its link to modern ice hockey. It featured two teams with nine players per side with a recorded score. Not one of those three-team hockey games. Right, and and sure. they kept score. Yeah. I, I, I believe that uh, the more teams you add, the more you descend in sort of a, a more chaotic version of the sport of hockey. Right, just becomes hungry, hungry hippos at a certain point. Yeah, but with blades and sticks. So and pucks are flying everywhere, and yeah. I would watch the shit out of that. That'd be fun. Uh, yeah, so uh, the first game was pre-announced to the general public in the pages of the Montreal Gazette. Mm. Uh, and I'm going to read this uh, in period language. Yikes. Victoria Rink, a game of hockey, will be played at the Victoria Skating Rink this evening between two nines chose from among the members. Good fun may be expected, as some of the players are reputed to be exceedingly expert at the game. Some fears have been expressed on the part of the intending spectators that accidents were likely to occur through the ball flying about in all too lively a manner to the imminent danger of lookers-on. But we understand the game will be played with a fat, circular piece of wood, thus preventing all danger of its leaving the surface of the ice. Subscribers will be admitted on the presentation of their tickets. So am I to get this right, that the, the development of a hockey puck was like a public safety thing for spectators? Bingo, Jordan. Wow. That is that is fascinating. I uh, did so, not know that. Uh, so they uh, played the game 
which uh, there's no record as to who won. Boo. Wait a minute, wait a minute. It, you, you said earlier that this counted because there was a recorded score. Yeah, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> there's got to be a score. Who wins? I'm reading game report here. and uh, Oh, blame it on game report. Just like always. Just like always. Just blame it on the Montreal Gazette. Listen, you guys are you guys are asking me about all of these specific things. I can tell you that the practice of having nine men per side would last all the way till 1980. Well, that's not what we asked. All right, I got something I think you guys will want to read about. Okay. After game fight. <laughs> yes. Ooh, I like this. Now, now this is how hockey has really evolved as a sport. You know. Hmm. Is that uh, the fights really shifted into the game, but not reported in the Gazette, but reported elsewhere, was that there was fighting after the game. Good. The fighting was not between on-ice combatants. Rather, it was between the hockey players and spectators and members of the skating club. Members of the skating club were opposed to the use of the skating rink for hockey, as it took away hours from other skating activities and it damaged the ice. Oh, man, what? this this wow. is a Caddyshack situation, yeah. right? So this would be uh, <laughs> the first hockey fight was not between hockey players, but between angry figure skaters <laughs> trying to drive them from the ring. I was going to say, is figure skating <laughs> the, the, the other thing that they're talking about? It's got to be, right? Uh, I mean, I don't know what else they were doing in ice rinks in eighteen. Could be speed skating. Could be a race. But that's, that's it. That's fair. It's it just... could have been an auctioning off Irish indentured servants. Oof. It's yeah. either that or speed skating <laughs> or figure skating. Right. Yeah. One, One of those three. Either way, is it possible that in the evolution of the sport of hockey, it initially began as a gentle, meek, caring sport? That was well, the fact that they said the puck itself. would never leave the ice, certainly, because yeah. that means they weren't hitting it very hard. It's only because of the violent assault on its existence by by figure skating that hockey has turned into the rough and tumble thing that you see today. This is this is the type of in-depth research that I wanted from sports throughout history, Joel. This is excellent. And you're yeah. getting it. And I'm glad that you're overlooking the fact that I don't have a winner. <laughs> again, we move past it. We move past <laughs> yeah. it. But We're now I'm, that's all I can think about culture. again. This is fascinating. <laughs> IIHF recognition. In 2002, the International Ice Hockey Federation announced it would acknowledge the site of Victoria Rink with a commemorative plaque or other historical site marker to remind the passersby of the existence of the Victoria Skating Rink, the birthplace of organized hockey. So if you're ever in Montreal, that'd be a good thing to visit. If it's it, like I close guess. to other cool stuff, I'd probably go. It's probably condos now, right? Yeah, I mean, there's just like a plaque like outside con like hipster condos. Yeah, I, I, and here's the thing: how deep do you want to guys go? Because I could follow the the source link here to the CBC article and, and see if it says what's there. That's okay. Nah, I'm good. And this brings to a close <laughs> Elder Sports throughout history. Brought to you by the History Channel. All right, we've already covered everything, so I'll let we'll just show game shows. Joining us now on the podcast is New Orleans Saint quarterback, Drew Brees. Hi, guys. Good to be here. 
It's uh, good to have you on, Drew. I know uh, it's nice to have you, uh, I guess, before training camp starts and before you get ready for the season. Uh, does anyone else's mouth feel grainy? Ah, grainy? grainy? Ah, like grainy. Ah, Mine like feels just dry. Yeah. Mine too. Mine's a little hot, but I'm just drinking hot coffee. So oh, I, was, I, I, I stayed up very late smoking pot and watching TV last night, so... So I know why mine feels a little weird. Oh, I haven't slept in days. Drew, oh. is there is there something there's something wrong here? Yeah, if, uh, I don't know if you saw, but I uh, I went cold turkey on licking my fingers. So uh, do you so, do you normally have like a lot of cocaine on your fingers? What? I'm I'm no, wondering why that it would feels be hard like, to go I think, cold I think this is a quarterback thing, Joel. Well, no, but I'm saying, like, why? Why would he? Why would he be referring to it as cold turkey if he was? That means when you just quit, when you yeah, just quit, you, you don't just gradually quit suddenly. Re- you don't gradually. I had reduce. to with coronavirus, uh, and now all I do is I stare at my fingers late into the night. <laughs> just think, why can't I put you in my mouth, uh, Drew? I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, I don't want you to backslide here. But I'm going to throw something out at you. Oh, I my know- mouth tastes like tongue. <laughs> uh, I know you can't lick them when when you're in the game, when you're about to snap the ball or call a play, but maybe you could lick them in the comfort of your own home. Oh, it's a slippery slope. Really? Especially if you keep licking your hands while you're climbing. Yeah. If you if you lick I mean if I if you you're just like, alright, I'm just gonna have one lick. Right. And then one lick turns into ten licks. And then ten licks turns into an all night licking binger. Oh and then you're gosh. just sneaking licks when the people aren't looking, you know. Oh, geez, Drew, I gotta, I gotta ask you. Maybe, maybe I, again, I'm trying to work with you. Have you, have you thought about maybe just reducing the number of fingers you lick? Like maybe just focusing on like the index finger or something you don't, like that. You don't that. understand. I don't want one lick. <laughs> I want all of the licks. Drew, have you considered <laughs> licking your toes? What? You know. I feel like I'm trying to be a problem solver here, Joel. Come on. Well, I mean, if, when he's at home staring at his fingers, maybe that's like a... That's you asked like, if there was cocaine on my fingers that you want me to lick my toes? This is like the methadone of, of finger licking, right? Your toes? I did go to a group meeting the other day for finger lickers. Yeah, what was that like? Was It, it was hard. Good? I had to admit that I had a problem. Could, did, were you able to talk about in a safe space what you did like when you were on a high from licking fingers? Oh, man, it was wonder. I just used to remember when I used to lick fingers, I felt like I was king of the field, you know? <laughs> like, I just felt unstoppable. I would just throw the ball, and it would always connect. True. I beat Michigan State that one time in 99. <laughs> That's an awkward It was great, all while licking my fingers. How Drew, can it be bad when it feels so good? Drew, might I posit the fact that part of the high that you're remembering wasn't really the finger licking. It was you being one of the most prolific passers in the history of the NFL. I don't the, know how you can separate the two. <laughs> there is the no me without the record? finger licking, and there's no finger licking without me. No, Drew, I think you're overlooking that. You, you broke Dan Marino's single-season passing yardage record. That it stood since 1984. Like, no, that was incredible. The finger licking broke that record, Joel. Oh, Drew. 
you know, you're. I was you're licking not... my fingers so much at that time. Who knows if it was me or the tongue to finger action? You know, Drew. If you want to get over this, you're gonna to have to learn how to love yourself. Okay. Yeah. And and that's you got to realize that you are you are bigger than those fingers. You are bigger no, than that next lick. That next right. reminder that you were chopping up garlic at lunch. You know. No, that's that's what they said in the group as well. Yeah. Uh, there was so... a couple people who were swearing at me pretty bad because they were heroin addicts, <laughs> and they were saying things like. What is this idiot doing in this group? By a couple people, do you mean everyone except yeah. for the, the therapist? Yeah, they said it was a group for addiction, and I think that they didn't appreciate. You know, what I was but doing I hate there. I hate narrow definitions of addiction, that sort of thing. Oh, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I sorry, I, I can taste my own breath in my mouth. Does anyone else taste their own breath in their mouth? <laughs> I mean, I mean oh, when I have yeah. a mask on, you know I do. Uh. Ugh. God, I hate that. But, 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 but Drew, I, I got to know, uh, you know, at this meeting or maybe with team representatives, have you learned any coping mechanisms to maybe move you off of uh, the finger licking? Yeah. So I, first of all, I had to just put, put myself in God's hands. Okay. You know, right. That was first. Accept a higher power. Sure. Yeah. I had to then apologize to everyone who was affected by my finger licking. <laughs> Which involved calling every player for every team I ever beat. Oh wow, that and that's a lot of phone calls. Took a long time. A lot of people thought I was being passive aggressive. I see I, why they would think that. <laughs> and I also got to think that's a lot of phone calls. That's a lot of dialing. And when you're dialing those numbers, you're just staring at your fingers. Oh, uh, I had to wear gloves. <laughs> I had to cover Wait. the fingers to make sure that I didn't. I wasn't tempted. Can you lick your, your fingers if you're wearing gloves? No, that's a gateway. Can't even do it. You know, I decided uh, when I'm really, really tempted, I just have to, after I take a poop, just not wash my hands. Now, Drew, have you considered <laughs> anything that you could do? I'm amazed you moved on from that comment so easily, but go <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah. I'm sorry, no, Drew. It's, I, it's... I, 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 had, I had to put down my coffee upon hearing that. Sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, but, but Drew, yeah. you, have you considered some stuff that, that might sort of just help you relax a little and take your mind off of the finger licking, like, uh, free basing cocaine or, or shooting heroin? I thought about it. Yeah. yeah. I thought about it. I, 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 I'm glad you just thought about it. Cause Joel, I, I don't think that's a winning strategy here. <laughs> no. Wow, one thing that I found. No, Mr. Some... Skeptical all of a sudden. One that's thing. Right. One thing that I found really, really helps is just always having a Nalgene of water nearby. Okay. And if I'm tempted, just take a sip. It's not the same. But right, you know right. what? It, it helps. I want I want to throw something else out at you that might might help you in this journey is maybe get a little salt lick for yourself. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, they, sell uh, them at, they sell them at, you know, like outdoors stores, like sporting uh, and hunting stores. You that's give yourself true. a little mineral lick. And maybe, yeah, like uh, what deer, like what deer eat. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good note. You know, that's you a might get note. a little that good salty taste you get from your fingers. Yeah, I could like hang, hang it up over in my all of my door frames. So as I walk by, just give, it, just give it a little lick. <laughs> you could probably affix the salt lick to the inside of Drew's face mask. That's true. That's so actually it, also a good note. 
I mean, it might, if I get tackled wrong, it might knock my teeth out. But I'll, in a way, is it not being able to lick your fingers kind of like having your teeth knocked out every day? Some, not to me, like but that. I can understand how someone would uh, arrive at that conclusion. Yeah. Popsicles help. Really? Oh, that makes yeah. sense. They're like cold sugar fingers. <laughs> if you think about it. No, no, no. I, I, I can see that. I would, I would imagine, have you ever had the, like, the ones uh, that have like electrolytes in them? Like oh, the, yeah. Like, Pedialyte? like uh, Pedialyte pops? Yeah. Or I'll just take a, a bunch of Gatorade and I'll just freeze it. That's good, too. That's good, too. Yeah, it helps. It's not the same. I still, you know, sometimes I just sit and fantasize about how good my life was when I was licking my fingers. I took it for granted. <laughs> you have to live every day like it's your last, you know? Well, yeah. that, no, that's, that's good advice. <laughs> I mean, it could be with this coronavirus going around. That's why I'm not licking my fingers anymore. That's that's true. Drew, way to, way to bring it back. And 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 I also I guess lastly before we let you go I know that coronavirus isn't going to be here forever at some nope. point uh, hopefully we'll have a vaccine maybe in another year or two but when things finally get to some semblance of normalcy do you see yourself backsliding a bit and maybe licking your fingers again Well I don't even I want to take it one day at a time right now but ultimately I think that as soon as coronavirus is announced open everything's open and safe. I'm just going to fucking lick the shit out of my fingers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's okay. Hey, Drew, though, uh, I'm going to have to ask that you not lick that knife, though. What? The knife. You, you, can't, you can't take it to lick. I wasn't planning on it. What are you talking about? <laughs> All right, Drew. Hey, thank you very much, buddy. Really appreciate it. I think you're on the right path. Thank you. And now it's time for another wide world of weird sports. Oh, it's wide world of sports. Everybody loves wide world of sports. Wide world of weird sports. What do we got this week? This week's wide world of weird sports: the weirdest MLB promotion promotional items ever, part three. Ooh, is this the stunning conclusion? Ah, uh, there's a lot of them. Well, oh. it's gonna be the conclusion. Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see if it's stunning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Braves gave away Freddie and Chipper on an ATV. I'm sorry. Yep. With all due respect to the time they gave away free Frisbees only to watch those Frisbees inevitably be flung onto the field. Atlanta's finest hour will always and forever be Freddie Freeman and Chipper Jones together on an ATV. Uh, the short version, Freeman got himself stuck in a snowstorm in the winter of 2014 and asked for help on Twitter. To his rescue came Chipper, who drove him home on an ATV, and two <laughs> years later, that bobblehead was born. Oh, that's outstanding. And I assume the fans just threw them on the field. Of that's and, what they do. Fans get free stuff. And wait uh, a second. They, this would yep. this would be one of those, like, this is like when it snowed three inches in Georgia and there was, like, a two-day-long uh, uh, traffic jam, right? <laughs> kind of, yeah. 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 Uh, you know, I was watching basketball the other day, and they had a moment where they go, where something terrible happens, and they were like, a terrible thing to see happen on free-range chicken day, and everyone's throwing <laughs> chickens on the field, and it made me think <laughs> of this segment. 
Uh, the Marlins gave way an entire bar mitzvah. Ooh. <laughs> yep. A South sure. Florida special. Absolutely. Some teams are content to give their fans bobbleheads or bats, but in 1996, the Marlins gave one lucky fan his very own bar mitzvah. According to Dan Sharfin, uh, his family had been season ticket holders for two years, so the team gave him a bunch of leftover promo items and told him to go nuts. What if the winner is like a 14-year-old boy? Uh, you, great question. Like, I did just have a bar mitzvah last year. I think he would take the free bar mitzvah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah. who wouldn't? I mean, like, yeah, I, but I'd still, I'm saying... You'd, you'd be at least a little disappointed to be like, wow, if this could happen at least a few years from now. I could really enjoy this. But what, yeah. what if it was a 30-something independent career woman? Right. I think she'd still appreciate the bar mitzvah. No, sure. I completely agree. I was just saying, if you were like a 14-year-old Jewish boy, you'd be like, how lucky would anyone but me be to win this? Uh, I have still never become a man. I've never had a bar mitzvah. Oh, yeah. I assume that it. that's... That's why I lack confidence. Right. That's what the bar mitzvah gives you, confidence. <laughs> I've, I, that's why every time I've ever been to a bar mitzvah, you always <laughs> see that kid, and he just like he looks like the Fonz, man, yeah. I'll tell you. Oh, or, confidence. Or, or the guys who are 14 and at there, they're just over the moon with confidence because they've already had theirs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, like, they're just uh, sitting I've in a hot tub, sunglasses on. They're running that dance floor. Right. Uh, the Mets gave away a 24-page comic book. Oh, uh, I thought it was going to be a quinceanera. Right. Maybe someday. Uh, prior to a game against the hated Braves in 2000s, the Mets gave every fan 14 and under a 24-page comic book in which New York's biggest stars foil a villain named Larcenous Vane, or in other words, Bad Blood, who is plotting to blow up the number seven subway train. Uh, Mike, yeah, I don't. I, I was. I was gonna say. I was trying to get it. Is that some sort of uh, anagram for another, for like a Braves player or an, an, an NL East player? I I don't know. Or am I looking too deep, uh, Joel? What do I, you think? I I I bet that there is some sort of clever joke here that Phil doesn't understand. Probably. Well, Mike Piazza <laughs> naturally led the way, rounding up the squad featuring Armando Benitez, Robin Ventura, Edgardo Alfonso, and John Franco who lay, lay the latter of whom waxed Vane into outer space with his baseball bat. Oh, I mean, that's oh, how good. you got to end it, right? Yeah. Very, very dated turn-of-the-century Mets there. Sure. Well, it was in 2000, so, you know. Um, Nationals, the Bryce Harper Chia Pet. Oh, these are fun. These are fun. Yeah. I've seen these before. Yeah. yeah, Bryce Harper apparently has nice hair, so they made a Chia Pet out of him. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Moss. Did it have an optional beard? Uh, the beard is on there, but the seeds don't appear to grow out of the beard, just out of the top of the head. Uh, hey, as I'm thinking about it, why didn't they give away a wood chipper on Chipper Giveaway Day? Uh, I don't know. They might. They may have in the past. It might just not have made the Were list. Were you working on that since the first thing in this segment, Joel? No. Was I mean, that, I, was that have you been noodling on that? <laughs> They could have. They could have. It seems uh, like a real gimme is all I'm saying. Yeah. No, I buy it. I buy it. Uh, the Phillies gave away a Hunter Pence's goodbye bobble. Huh? 
Yeah, so Philly had planned a Hunter Prince bobblehead the night of August 2012. They already procured 45,000 of those things. The problem, at a oh. non-waiver trade deadline that year, the team went ahead and <laughs> traded Pence to the Giants. Oh, oh. July 31st, yep. Yeah. <laughs> so the Phillies decided to give the do the giveaway anyways, complete with a thank you note from Pence inside the box. That's kind of nice. Well, that's classy. Yep. The Brewers gave away baseballs. Did they so, throw them on the field? Yeah. Guess what happened? Yes. Every team gives away baseballs. Yep, but uh, it was against uh, the Rangers in 1997. Uh, you can probably guess what happened next. Many of those balls wound up on the field, although oh. the Brewers and umpiring crew were able to get things under control enough to prevent the team from forfeiting. But it was close. <laughs> uh, the okay. Cardinals gave away a Stan Musial harmonica. Oh, that's unique. I like that. Yep. Uh, he was a harmon- He played harmonica. They gave it away with an inscribed Stan the Man signature in 2013. Yeah. Does it does it sound out V when you inhale and man when you exhale? That would be cool. Well, I guess you can't sing a harmonica. But... More like Stan musical. <laughs> hey, and that brings it <laughs> on to another wide world of... Weird sports! Oh, you gotta know when to edit right on the best joke that you're ever gonna hear that day. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to a close their sports. 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 Podcast. Before we go, we're gonna bring Drew Brees back to give you our contact information. Drew. Hello. All right. Oh, man. Does anyone else's mouth taste like you just uh, have a bunch of bacteria that naturally grows on your tongue that you just need to wipe on something? Oh, Ooh, I don't know. Yeah. That's awful specific. Yeah. yeah, but you can find us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. That's twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. Sometimes I sit up late at night and read all of the uh, finger oriented Twitter feeds where they just show pictures of fingers. You know, temptation. Look, but no touch, you know. Not aware that they had such feeds. You can find us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash Sports number three podcast. That's facebook.com slash sports the number three podcast. I've been kicked off of five addiction groups on that platform. Mm. They say my addiction's not real. It's real. Or you can find all of our back episodes at anchor.fm slash sports number three podcast. That's anchor.fm slash sports the number three podcast. Gotta listen to podcasts. Anything that gets your mind off of it. You know, the elephant in the room. Totally understand. Thank you very much, Drew. Thank you. Hey, guys. Hey, Joel. Joel. The other issue was that I was wearing exercise shorts without an elastic band, so I'm trying to change my tire, but I don't want to get plumber's butt. Bye, Bye, Joel. Joel.